when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm going to be rude, as I always am, and say, look, I left last week's podcast, I left Casper lifeless on a kitchen surface, having been booted by the fat lass. I would have left that till the end of the day. Would you? Well, I'm, Make them wait. Well, I'm just going to say, do you want it? Do you want your update? Can I just say, for, just for people, that it's 50-50, but you, wanna, you want the full no, story go, later? let's have it now. Let's put people out of their misery. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, it's good and bad news. He's alive, but he's in a critical condition. I've just got off the phone from my source at the veterinary hospital where he's been treated, right? Yeah. So let's go back to last week's events. Yeah, we left him on the kitchen surface just as the fat lass was going into a spasm or a fit. Yeah, after and she booting him. booted him across the floor, didn't yeah. she? Right, well... She managed to shout, Steve, help me! So, of course, Steve runs into the kitchen, assuming she shit her knickers, and wants him to wipe her with the dirty dishcloth, yeah? He immediately sees she's fully clothed in a, clothed in a toweling and that, and struggling with her balance, so he puts his arms around her. It's all right, love, calm down. It's just, it's just one of them, you know, one of your daft fits because of your haemoglobin content, you know. Yeah. Have a seat, I'll get you a glass of salted water, bring your blood pressure up, and a sugar lump in case it's hypoglycemia. He's really good, he's really calm, Steve. He's a very caring man, isn't he? Yeah, so he sits her That down. comes across in his management style, I think. Yeah, he's got a hair island... <laughs> He's an arm around the shoulder manager instead of a hairdryer manager. Exactly. So she sits down. She's dribbling a bit and not thinking because he's got it in his hand. He, he, he wipes her mouth with the dirty dishcloth. Oh, yeah, you know, leaves a little bit of cack on her lips, but she, oh, she doesn't see it. Well, I'm just saying what, people want to know what happened, but Steve does notice something. He yeah. notices the lifeless Casper on the kitchen surface, yeah? Now, immediately he knows that's unusual because Casper isn't allowed on the kitchen surfaces because of his spewing and that, yeah? yeah. And he, let's be honest, Danny, he can't climb up, can he? Unless the fat lass has got um, her bandages and leggings and that drying on the clothes horse in front He'd of the camera. He can get up them, yeah. So he goes over. What are you doing up there, Casper, you silly plonker, Rodney? <laughs> and he picks him up, but he's colder than he should be. And he's not moving at all, just like a dead weight, you know. God. Casper, Casper, what, what's happened? Oh, my God, Casper. He puts his ear to Casper's chest, right? Because he thinks maybe he can hear a heartbeat. But it's really difficult because the fat lass's foot is twitching and kicking the baking trays that are slotted <laughs> in a gap between the cabinets. Yeah? Very distracting. Ding, 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 ding. And he's also, she's got Chris Evans on the radio who's making, like, monkey noises. That's just distracting as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, something to no do with that. Wednesday Wacky Wildlife Club he does or something. <laughs> so Steve's beginning to cry. He realises there's something really wrong here. All he can think to do is, because he's get cold, is to run him under the hot tap, yeah? Yeah. See if that helps. Um, 
turns the hot tap on, as soon as he turns it on, he realises it's far too hot. Is it one of them boiler taps? No, it's not a boiler <laughs> Thank tap. Thank God but, for that. <laughs> but the fat lass has been washing her bandages. Yeah? Right. So it's really running hot. Sorry, Casper, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But he swears he saw a tiny little movement around his neck, like a little swallow. Yeah. Casper, you're alive, he shouts. Hang on in there and I'll get you to hospital. He wraps Casper around his neck and he shakes, shakes fat lass. Love, love, I've got to take Casper to the hospital. Where are the car keys? But she's not responding, yeah? Not at all, just keeps on kicking the bacon trays. So he looks for his keys, can't find them. He's like, fuck it, he thinks, I'll take the clown's car. Remember, he was. He, what? He started the clown's that never goes out. No, he says, I'll have to take the clown's car. It never even gets out of the garage. <laughs> Go take the clown's car. Typical circus clown's car, you know, like slightly square wheels, yellow. Yeah. And red, bright colours. Big horn on the front. Yeah, so he honks, honks the horn all the way down. The vet's about a mile away. Honks it all up. Ha, 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 ha. Casper's not well. Ha, ha, ha. Out the way. Casper's not well. Ha, <laughs> uh, uh. all And all the people on the pavement are singing as he goes by. <laughs> as he goes by, they're saying, He's got a hair island. <laughs> right. So anyway, then his steering wheel comes off at the lights. Oh, puts God. it back in. Smoking out of the arse end of the car, when he arrives at the vet's doors fall off, Steve hardly <laughs> notices. He rushes in, he plonks Casper down on reception. Yeah? And he says, straight, he said, please, please help me. Something's wrong. I've just found him like this on the kitchen surface next to the home pride plain flower jar. Well, that was the, information he didn't need to give away. He's panicking, it? he just thought it might help just, somehow. Just shouting out aloud, and uh, the vet's at reception, and vet immediately picks him up. As he does so, Andy. Little bit of spew <gasps> dribbles out of Casper's mouth. Sign of life. Steve can't help but put a big smile on. That's my Casper. Come on, Casper, you got to fight. Yeah. Vet takes him straight into a surgery with the nurse, and as they do, the vet says over his shoulder, "Looks like he's been kicked or hit with something blunt. He's bleeding." Steve realizes under his breath. He says, "You bastard! You large bastard!" You see, Steve's put <laughs> Steve's put two and two together. Yeah, you know she was kicking. Yeah, he knows back in the kitchen. He knows she? what's happened, and I'll, t- I'll tell you next week what happens because that's a slightly separate story. But it all right. goes right. off between them. But as we speak, he's under supervision in intensive care, basically soft tissue trauma, internal bleeding, mm-hmm. and a burst internal abscess as well. Have it's, they scanned him then? Yeah, listeners, Andy, it's basically. 50-50. I've got a little update on Steve McLaren. Do you want me to do that now? or I think we should do that now and get that out of the way because I'm sure a lot of people want to know how Casper is. Okay. So I'll, I'll be as quick as I can. I, 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 Please do. Okay, so um, Steve's been by Casper all day and all night this last... Uh, this Vigil. Last yeah, sleep. He slept in the waiting room, which incidentally, it's nice. He had some nice moments as well because he slept quite well in the waiting room. So he thought to himself, that is yet another victory for the comfort fit short sleeve shirt. He thinks to himself, because I bet Big Sam couldn't have slept on this bench in his slim fit long sleeve. Well, at least he would never have been able to sleep on his side like I did. And a little smile for him. So there was nice moments as well. Yeah. But pretty fitful sleeping. The main thing that's going around his head is, you know, it can only have been one person who kicked Casper and put him on that surface next to the home pride flower jar. It's yeah. got to have been a fat lass and it's that's really it? worrying him. Anyway, so... Yesterday he was woken up, or the day before, and I can't remember, yesterday or the day before, he was woken up by the cleaner really early. 
Lena says, you've got something in, on your head, mate, a mouse, a fur, ball, a fur ball, your cat's brought up or something. He says, no, don't be daft. It's me hair island. It's my hair island. <laughs> well, the vet doesn't actually open just yet for a couple of hours, so he thinks he'll pop home, get a change of comfort shirt and confront the fat lass about Casper, basically. You come back when the vets had a chance to have a look at the snake, right? Right. So he drives back home, obviously in his clown car in still. In the clown car. Yeah, honking the big daft hole. Honk, honk, honk. Get out of my way, you silly Rodney plunkers. Casper's on life support. Honk, 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 honk. Couple of people shout at him. What's that on top of your hair, mate? It's me hair island. And so on and so forth. So he gets home, runs straight to the kitchen, you know, where he left her. But the big, girl, the big girl's not there. Upstairs, she's not there. Thinks she'll be in the bathroom having a shit. She isn't. But his car isn't in the driveway. And he sees a note on the table in the hallway. <sighs> so he grabs that, gets back in. Has to go in his clown car because she's took the car. Back to the vets. It's not good, yeah? It is really not good. The internal abscess is still weeping and the infection has spread to the cut where he was kicked. He hasn't been able to pass the Todd at, at all. Christ. Vic ex- uh, the, the vet explains to him, um, look, we can have Casper put down or you could take him to the Royal Veterinary College uh, Hospital. They've got an intensive care unit in North London. <laughs> they right. might be able to serve him. Wait, do you, what do you think he does? Do you think he hesitates? Doesn't hesitate for a second. Not for one fucking... Honestly, it's like, bang. Casper round his neck, straight in the clown car. Exactly, round his neck. Funnily enough, the nurse did wrap Casper up in, like, a special padded cotton tube. And oh, right. Steve started to write Casper on the side of it. Then he thinks, oh, fuck off, Steve. Like, you don't know it's Casper. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Squeeze his mind's not working properly. Straight in the clown car, sets off honking his horn. Ha, ha, ha. Help me where you Rodney Plunkers. Gets on the M1, thinks I'm best off on the hard shoulder, right? People passing him. What's on the top of your head, mate? It's me hair island. <laughs> it's not long, of course, before he's pulled over by the coppers. The cop says, what obviously. You, obviously, what are you doing, man? He said, I'm, I'm taking, taking Casper to the hospital. Hold on. What's that on your fucking head, says one of the coppers. It's me hair, etc. And what is this clown capsule that you're driving on the motorway? Steve explains that it's based on the chassis, 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 an engine of a Skoda Superb. has got an MT and everything. Copper says, hold on a minute, you're that brolly man, aren't you? The England manager trying to get into retail carpet sales. He says, yes, officer. And he says, and you say your snake's sick? And he says, yeah, fat last booted him. At this point, the copper notices bruises on Steve's arm. And the copper says, has this heavy lass been slapping you about a bit as well, sir? Steve, like, hesitates. And he says, yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. And then he breaks down, Steve starts crying. She's left me. He flops down against the steering wheel and, of course, the boot flies off because it's clown shell <laughs> triggers it. Flies up in the air and lands on the main carriageway and a couple of cars crash into each other. Jesus. Right. Copper reaches in to pull him, pull him upright and activates a lever and smoke starts billowing out of the back of the car. Got smoke drifting all across the motorway and you can hear cars just smashing into each other every second or so. It's like, honestly, it's like a living... Like something I'm out, laughing. Something like, but it's not funny. It ain't funny. Something like out, out of walking the dead or waking the dead or whatever it is. It's the same thing, isn't it? Anyway, Andy, I'm going to have to leave it there. I think some of the listeners by this stage might be wondering what's happened with um, Casper. 
Steve McLaren's snake. Have you got anything? Oh, fuck, I should... Yeah. Focus on that. I'll give you an update. Yeah, if you remember... He's dead. No, he's not A-Andy. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, you... Sorry, that wasn't nice, was it? No, we, I'll give you an update. If you remember, we left them on the motorway, on the way to the big veterinary hospital. Steve was pulled over by the police and the smoke coming from his clown car was causing collisions on the road. Well, Pile-up, wasn't it? To be honest, more or less a pile-up, yeah. Well, the smoke died down... Steve was still in tears because I don't know again if you recall because the fat lass had left him. Yeah. Uh, the police had put him in, him and Casper in, in their police car whilst they looked after the fucking carnage on the road and that. Suddenly he gets a terrible shock because there's a really loud bang on the roof of the car. Boom! Then his door's pulled open and a huge hand grabs him by the shoulder and yanks him right out of the car. Who do you think it is? Anyway, Sam Allardyce. Well, police officer, don't be a Rodney Plonker. I don't want any trouble. <laughs> but it's not a police officer, Andy. You reckon it's Sam Allardyce? Sam Allardyce? No, no. It's Fat Lass. Oh, Steve. Stop. Sorry, Steve. Steve. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I kicked Casper. I love you both so much. Please forgive me. Well, Steve's cock is a hoop. He cocks a... What? <laughs> Steve is cock a hoop. <laughs> and anyway, he gives her a great big up, got, got round as far as he could, you know, and she ruffled his air island. Then she yeah. says, Steve, we need to get to Casper, to hospital, quickly. So they rush with Casper into the fat lass's car and drive off down the hard shoulder. Police didn't spot him. So they arrive at the hospital. Fat lass parks right next to the main doors. Security bloke says to, it says to the fat lass, hey, you can't park there, love. She says, I'll park my fucking size 10 in your anus if you don't fuck off, she says. <laughs> and he says, all right, love. But if you could move it on as soon as you can, you know, I'd be grateful. <laughs> Steve rushes into the reception. Help me, help me, he shouts. Woman on reception takes one look, thinks he's got some sort of like jungle spider on his head. She like points at it. What is it, sir? Spider? A juvenile koipu? Shit, it's not a wolf cub, is it? No, that's my hair island. It's my hair island. It's my hair. Honestly, no, it's my snake, Casper. He's very ill. I've got his notes here from me vet. Please save him. So she takes Casper off. Steve takes a seat in the waiting area and he's soon joined by the fat lass who's got chocolate milk, some crisps and a dairy milk from the vending machine for herself and a tracker bar for Steve. So that's nice. And there's this bloke next to him and he sees Steve. He goes, I know you. Aren't you the bloke? um, You're the bloke who runs Carpet World on the retail park, aren't you? Hey, is that a sample on your head? (laughs) Ha ha. No, you silly Rodney Plonker. That's me hair island. It's me hair island. So the, I, the fella started singing as well, and he's in. So, he's got his Casper's under good in good hands now, Andy. He's got the fat lass back. He's eating a tracker bar. She's munching away on a, a pack of crisps. Uh, it's a really nice little happy interlude at the moment. Um, they're just waiting for him That's to come good. home. And all that they've had a few phone calls with the hospital and he's coming on great. Yeah. I, I just hope their good luck continues because it sounds like they're back on track. Yeah, I mean, fingers that's crossed. A, that's all we want for them, isn't it, really? I mean, I don't know whether he's going to insist on an explanation about a kicking Casper. I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Let's, I mean, my thoughts are with Casper, not with you. 
I think that's that's for everyone. Yeah, everyone agrees with that. Steve McLaren, you want to hear about oh, Steve? Well, um, as you know, they were in hospital. Um, Casper was under intensive care, but he's in the right place. And I'm pleased to be able to announce, right? Drum roll. Yeah. That um, he's been discharged from hospital. And he's now at home with Steve and the fat lass. His abscess all drained, skin repaired. Um, They've had to, they've got this new system as well they've had to introduce to have him watched day and night. They have to do it for a couple of weeks because if he spews, the stitches in his um, stomach might rupture. So Mark, Mark Lawrence, actually, he's a good friend of theirs. He came around and he fitted these little wireless wireless motion cameras in the main rooms where he I'm might... I'm quite excited by the introduction of Mark Lawrence into this. Yeah, he, he did, you know, he's good with little bits This is of like in the Beano there. when characters from one comic strip would appear in another one, wouldn't it? Lord Snooty turning up in the Minnie the Mink story. Well, there he is. Anyway, sorry. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't feature, but his cameras do. They're those tiny little wireless cameras. They put them, like, in the, in the, in the kitchen, in the hallway and that, just so that... Um, They'd see, and it, it, they're motion sensor things, so they're, they're low down. And if Casper goes past, it'll just, you know, keep him on film so they can see um, can if he's spewed up. Um, anyway, night he came back. What a night that was, Andy, for everyone involved, right? They had a Poirot and Disarano night. You know, mm-hmm. do you know the, the liqueur, almond liqueur? Delicious liqueur, liqueur yeah. yeah. Um, Michael Owen came round, Sam Allardyce came round. Casper was allowed to stay up late to watch Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls. Mm-hmm. Do, been one, doing one of his bastard shows, you know. <laughs> and the fat... Because <laughs> they're bastard shows, aren't they? Yeah. Well, the fat lass made a massive pot of baked beans, toasted two whole long lobes, and, like, served served the beans on toast on paving slabs, you know, like, to be trendy-like. Oh, aye. So it was a, you know, a special night. After the beans were finished, Big Sam... And uh, Big Lass went into the kitchen to wash the pots, and Steve and uh, Michael sang Convoy. You know, he loves singing Convoy. Convoy. I've got a brand new convoy travelling through the night. It's two up in the cabin now, because Casper's going to be all right. Convoy. Casper, I tell you, he had the biggest smile on his face you've ever seen, because it was actually ages since he'd seen Steve so happy. Right. Steve gave Casper a little hug, and then popped him out of the door so him and Michael could play this game they've got wanted him out the way for safety so they played this this game where Steve crouches down and Michael has to try and land a little hoop directly over Steve's hair island right so they go like uh, three two one on my hair island on my hair island sings Steve yeah and as he singing and playing the game i tell you what happened and this is a bit of a shit and you'll see why in a moment the note do you remember the note the fat lass left at the house well it fell out of his pocket and michael owen picked it up and started reading it out so this is and this is what it said it says this it's from the fat lass to steve dear steve i used to love you but not anymore you used to make me laugh singing about your convoy and I was always in awe of your knowledge of carpet retail, but the spark has gone. You spend so much time with Casper that you hardly seem to notice me. I spent 20 minutes in the Kazi the other day shouting for you to bring the dirty dishcloth and wipe me, but you were too busy watching Poirot with Casper. 
I'm leaving you, Steve. I'm going to cop off with Big Sam. Unlike you, he's gorgeous. Goodbye. P.S. Your hair island is ridiculous. Well, that's wounding. Well, and as at that exact moment, Big Sam and the big lass come into the room. So Michael just he sort of grabs Sam and tells him it's time to go, just hustles him out of there. What's wrong, Steve? Why have they gone? What have you said? Then Steve shows her the note. And she says, oh, that was last week, Steve. I feel so different now. Don't be a Rodney Plonker. But just then, the television channel changes. And there's Casper with his neck resting on the remote, right? And it's rewinded. <laughs> Casper, what are you doing, my love? Steve grabs the control and presses play. And you know what it is? It's well, the recording from the kitchen camera that Mark uh-oh. Lawson put in. And there on the table is Big Sam pumping away at the fat lass. <laughs> and he's got the dirty dishcloth in his mouth so no one will, no one will hear him grunting. Oh. Get out, says Steve, get out. I never want to see you again. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, you arsehole. Like I give a fuck, she says. It's rude, isn't it? Nasty, but it's a nasty moment in a relationship. Suddenly, Casper rears up his throat and his chest begin to swell up and he moves his head right toward the fat lass's face. Then he leans back. You know what? You know what's happening here? I know what's yeah. coming here. Don't do it, Casper. She's not worth it. Casper hesitates, but then he, do, he just does it anyway. He covers her with two yards. <laughs> He's been in hospital as well, of deeply fermented spew. Bang, all over the fat lass. And she runs out. Bloody hell, Casper, I'll have to take you to hospital now. Steve, though, he's sure he sees a big smile form on Casper's face and he says, yeah, you're right, it was worth it. Oh. Yeah. So what's going to happen next, I wonder? Well, I wonder what is going to happen. God. I wonder what's going to happen, but that that's where we're at. coming, didn't she? Well, <sighs> I think there's a deep love there on Steve's behalf, so I hope he's able to, you know, just end it, get on with his life with Casper, but I don't know. I think she might turn into one of those, like, what do, you, what do they call them? That bother you and... A bunny boiler. No, yeah, it's that sort of thing. They, they've got a name for a moment there where they, they, they follow you and they... A stalker? Stalker. Maybe a stalker. Hard work to remember that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought it was quite a nice story, really. Yeah, really. we're getting a bit of closure there. Or well, are we? Because well, maybe there's going to be a twist. Yeah. So, McLaren, I mean, there's been a lot going on, Andy, with Steve McLaren. It's a while since we've, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the last... Sam Allardyce was banging away at the fat last last time. That's right. <laughs> as as England manager. As England and manager. And now look at him. Now no more. Steve's gone to university. Anyway, well, I, I, anyway I'll tell you what's been happening. You know, fat last is gone. So what he did, what a lot of people do, you know, when um, there's a big change in their life like that, he says he's going to turn over a new leaf. And you might have heard that he's got a place to course to study sports management at the Metropolitan University in Manchester. And it was his first day last week, so he wears a nice short sleeve comfort fit shirt in powder blue. Nice brand new BHS Navy blazer. Brand new BHS? Hang on, I smell a rat here. BHS has gone to the wall. 
Yeah, I went. He bought this one about three years ago. Did he stock up? Do you think? Yeah, of course. Yeah, because it's the one with the um, just as well, then. metal buttons, the bronze, the bronze buttons. Oh yeah, nice pair of brown airline slacks and white trainers. So a bit studenty, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he has a nice PVC shoulder bag. Um, that's in powder blue as well, with Stevie Mac printed on it in white lettering. Goes to his first tutorial in a lecture theatre. About sixteen other students. He, they all like, introduce themselves. He introduces himself. He says, "Hi, I'm Steve McLaren, carpet retail blogger and ex England manager." <laughs> and the tutor says, "I'm uh, sorry, Steve. Um, could you take that daft cap off?" Steve says, "That's not a cap, you silly Rodney Plonker. It's my hair island. It's my hair island." He says, anyway, like I was saying, I'm an unpaid blogger for the retail carpet trade. Did you know that off the back of the weak pound, exports of 100% wool carpets have increased 20% in the last month, and that is both plain and patterned? So the tutors, yeah, all right, Steve, yeah, thank you very much. Um, thank you very much for that. Right, I've got a special guest coming in to give you a chat and provide, provide some kind of on-the-ground wisdom about sports management. Yeah. In walks Sean Dyche. Oh, yeah, you know, oh, oh. yeah. Um, straight, he's straight in it. Takes off his anorak, puts his books down. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's always got a lot of books with him. See, Sean, a lot of boys and girls. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember when I didn't have a ginger disc beard and I was known as the Jersey Royal? Do you remember? <laughs> And Steve shouts out, Do you remember when my hair island was a peninsula? Do you remember? He, so he looks up, he says, Have you ever noticed? Hey, have you though? Have you? That Ben and Jerry's ice cream tublid is the ideal size to draw around for a perfect disc beard? Hey, have you noticed that? Steve comes back at him. He says, Have you ever noticed? Have you, though? Have you, though? Have you ever noticed? Have you ever noticed? You'd tell me if you'd noticed. Have you noticed that juvenile sparrows will often land in your hair island thinking it's their nest? The silly Rodney Plonkers. Sean's back at him. It's like a rap battle, isn't yeah. it? Have you ever noticed? No. Come on. Have you? Think really hard. Have you ever noticed? When you're outside walking and you look down to see how many feet you've got, your disc beard sometimes gets caught in your anorak zip. Have you noticed that? Steve goes back at him. Do you remember, do any of you Plonker Rodneys remember 1977 when there was a big changeover to mass-produced compressed paper underlay? Do you remember? And he says, I've got a hair island, a hair island. And even louder, right, Sean goes back, I've got a disc beard, a disc beard. Ah, oh, they're having the time of their life. Then he notices his phone light up on the desk. Steve does. It's a message from the fat lass. And it reads, Hello, Stephen. Look who I've got. And oh. attached is a picture of Casper. Oh. He runs out. Get out of my way. Casper's been kidnapped. Get out of my way. Out. Leaves the lecture theatre. Bang. I like how he did that. So, as he ran out I know what back. happens next. It's it's not nice, but so I'll leave it there for now. That might be next week. I'll just might read be the that week again. After. Look who I've got. And attached is a picture of Casper. Where is she? What's Fat she bass, doing with him? Find out next week. TBC. TBC. To be continued. <laughs> 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. A lot's happened, Andy. I should, a lot has happened with Steve McLaren. Um, and I'm afraid, once again, it's quite a lot of information. Right. I mean, I can, I can just, I, he's had problems with the kidnap of Casper the Snake and right. recovering Casper from um, the fat lass. And also, he's got himself a new job at Derby County. I, yeah, that's um, quite unfortunate, isn't it? For Derby County? For everybody. Well, look, I'll try and get through it as quick as I can. Do you Please want me? do. I'm, I, I, right. So, he's had the message from the fat lass saying she's kidnapped Casper the Snake, right? Yeah. He, get, he gets home, there's a note written on uh, uh, home for him, written on the back of a KFC bucket lid, right? Demanding that Steve meets her at Trafford Retail Park in, where the Wicks is. Um, Steve goes in his clown car, obviously, she's got the Octavia. So he hammers it down the M62. Honk, 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 honk. Get out of my way, you silly Rodney Plunkers. Casper's being kidnapped. Honk, honk, honk. Hair Island blowing all over the place, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll get, cut the shot. He, he gets in the car park, sees the car. He knows the fat lass is in there because the windows are all steamed up with condensation. You know, yeah. pulls pulls open the door. Where is he? Where's my Casper? You nasty bastard! Oh, calm down. Shut up. Stop acting fucking hard, man. Yes, love. He says. So he gets in the car. She's eat, she's eating a large cotton chips with a fish cake, battered sausage. Mushy peas, a mince and potato pie, and a gherkin. And she says, There's a tracker bar in the glove compartment for you if you want it. She says, Right, I'll shorten this. This is how it's going to be. Big Sam has moved to the West Indies. She wants to be with him, or at least near him, and she yeah. wants £200,000 so she can move out there. She says, Don't fuck me about, or else. You haven't got that much. Exactly. Casper's a goner. And he says, but I haven't got £200,000. Now, I, I can handily leave that story. I'll tell you that next week. So he's had this demand for £200,000, yeah. right? So now we switch. Massive week for Steve. And he's got an interview at Derby County for the vacant manager's job, right? Yeah. He, get, he gets to the iPro in his clown's car, gets out of the car, puts the steering wheel in the boot, winds down the ejector chair, you know, picks the door up off the floor. There's a doorman there. Hello, Mr. McLaren. Nice clown's car. Could I take your hat and coat for you? He says, I'm not wearing a hat. That's my hair island. It's my hair island. 
And a fella says, all right, must have got blown about a bit in the car. Looks more like a hedgehog. A hedgehog. Don't be a Rodney Plunker. It's a hair island, honestly. So he's taken to the waiting room outside the boardroom, sits by the radiator to warm up. It's a bit like Alan Sugar's place in there, Andy. You know, the lady at the desk, sofas and that. Yeah. But he's worried about his air island, you know. So he goes to the loo to apply some island tamer. Right, that he, he's got it in a tub. He makes it himself, right? Called yeah. the island tamer. Um, he uses, do you know that like juice you get on a ketchup bottle when it's dried up a bit at the top, like waxy yeah. sort of residue? The stuff it, that makes you gag. Yeah, he gets. The, he, he, he mixes that with a bit of um, the juice from a tin of mackerel, right? But honestly, Steve's look sometimes it's such a shame in it. But it's got a bit runny from being next to the radiator. And when he puts it on, it kind of br- brings all the hair on his island together to a point. He's like, bloody hell, he thinks. What a bloody shame. But he's, you know, never mind, whatever. Well, he's in there um, and he sees Will Hughes, by the way. Sorry, whilst he was in there, he saw Will Hughes and Chris Martin dressed in white jumpsuits. But I won't... <laughs> I won't go. Andy, I'm not going to go into that at the moment because there isn't time, all right? He settles down, he settles down into uh, the waiting area, has a nibble on a tracker bar, right? Meanwhile, in the boardroom, the chairman, Mel Morris, is interviewing Sean Dyche for the job. Uh-oh. Yeah? And there's a specially commissioned carpet on the boardroom floor. You know, like, it's got a huge depiction of, a, of the Derby Ram, you know, their, their mascot. Yeah. So Mel's asking him what he thinks of the iPro Stadium. Dice says, I very much like it. I like the design. I very much like the contrast between the black and white seats. I think the stadium very much helps to create tremendous atmosphere. Only thing I don't like is some of the frou-frou. You know, the pictures of the sheep on the big windows or this daft sheep carpet on the floor. It gives out very much the wrong message. Well, Mel Mel flips his, his lid. He says, I just had that put in last week. Go on, you can fuck off. Trying to tell me, trying to tell me how to decorate my office. Go on, fuck yourself. 442 style, you ugly twat. You're as bad as Pearson. He was a heathen as well. <laughs> So Daesh leaves the room all red and puffed up like like a Chinese steam cleaner, fully at work, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. On a deadline and that. Gives Steve, you know, that cutting throat motion as if to say, watch out, yeah. it's, fo- it's bad in there. Right. Last says, Mr... Um, <coughs> Mr. McLaren, Mr. Morris will see you now. So he walks in. Um, hello, Mel. Nice to see you. He's got, you know, that swagger that he puts on. Yeah. Hello. It's slightly it's Californian. Hello, Mel. Nice to see you. Hello, Steve. I see you're sporting a hair javelin. He <laughs> says, no, Mel, it's just me hair. It's a long story. So, Steve, what do you think about coming back here to the iPro? But Andy, Steve's not listening. He started to shake and he's having trouble breathing. Really? Yeah, he falls onto the floor onto his knees and like tears are forming in his his eyes and his hands rubbing on the carpet. He says, Mel, look at it. It's hand tufted and knotted with a silken worsted blended wool. I've not seen such quality outside the presidential suite at the Quatabari Bari Hotel in Dubai. Oh, look at the sheen on the ram insert. 
Oh my God, Mel, look at the scroll work on the ram's horns. Fuck me, Mel. Is the border detail finished in bamboo silk? It can't oh, be. It's talking Mel's language, isn't he? It just can't be. And he starts rubbing his hair island against the carpet. Yes, Steve, says Mel. It's bamboo silk with 100% untwisted yarn. Thank God you're back, Steve. Someone who understands this club, who appreciates carpeting, is more important than football. That's what this club needs. The job's yours if you want it. Well, Steve says, I do, Mel. Only two conditions. I want a carpet like this in my office and I want to choose my own assistant. How much are you willing to pay up front for the assistant of my choice, Mel? £200,000, says Mel. Perfect. £200,000. With a big smile on his face, Steve says, it's a deal, Mel. It's a deal. Do you, see where, do you see where I'm see coming? I see where the two, two sections are joining together, yeah. yeah. He's going to get that £200,000 <laughs> and he's going to give it to the fat lass, isn't he? But, Is he? I don't know. Am I reading this wrong? What, you mean? And he's going to make Casper the Snake assistant manager That's, of Derby exactly. County? Exactly, yeah. Well, you'll have to find out. We'll find out next week. Okay, so after you, the, uh, I'm going back in time here. So Steve's just left his interview for, interview for the job at uh, Derby, which he got, yeah? So he's, co- yeah. he's cocking a hoop. He's got his new job, and he insisted that the chairman, do you remember, advanced him 200 grand? Yeah. Which he could use to get his snake Casper back by paying the ransom to the fat lass. Okay, so that's where we are. Right. So... He gets outside the iPro and Sean Dyche, who was interviewed before him, if you remember, is waiting for a lift back into town to yeah. get his bus back to Burnley. Sean's <laughs> wearing all that uh, scargy, you know, purple suit, black and white check tie, white loafers, leather trilby. Do you know that stuff? Yeah, yeah. Do you know that stuff? I, I'm familiar Do you with know that, that stuff? That scargy? Yes, thing. Bob. Do you know that stuff? Yes. <laughs> you might have a catchphrase. Do you know that stuff? <laughs> what, uh, do you know that stuff? Do you know what I mean? Anyway, so um, he's waiting for a lift. Steve says, um, sees him. He says, oh, have you been eating a calippo or a pumpkin soup or something? You've got orange all around your mouth. <laughs> and he says, no, no, you awful slag. It's me disc beard. It's me disc beard. My disc beard. Hey. He says, as a squirrel just burrowed in your head because the tip of its tail is still sticking out. No, don't be a Rodney Plonker. That's my hair island. My hair island. Then they'll both kind of laugh, Andy. So you do, you do Sean's laugh. One. <laughs> anyway, Sean says, hey. Could I have a lift to the bus station, Steve? No problem, no, Senor Daish, says Steve. He does that sort of comedy, you know. Uh, no, um, and so He's one of them that says, me thinks. Me thinks and a pint of your oldest, finest ales. Stout yeoman. And all, all that, that shit. stuff, yeah. yeah. So no problem, oh, Senor Daishy, says Steve. And so they're both getting this clown car, drive, driving along. Honk, 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 honk. On the clown car honk, honking horn. Get out of me way, you dipsticks. We've got the Burnley shuttle to catch. Because they're going to get the bus to uh, Burnley. They start chatting away. Steve, uh, Sean. Hey, Steve, you see Neil Warnock's eyebrows? It's like he asked for a crack wax and the lady thought his face was his ass. Do the laugh again. 
<laughs> so I'm good fun. You do that all the time for us. Okay. So Steve says, good one. Have you noticed that Mark Hughes hasn't got any lips? Looks like he asked for an anal bleaching and the lady thought his face was his ass. <laughs> you were a bit slow then, weren't you? Meant to come in with the laugh. So sure, good one. Quite similar to mine, but not bad. You know why he's called Sparky, don't you? Because whenever he plugs something in, sparks fly out of his ass and spell the words Egyptian cotton. <laughs> Good one, El Maestro. You see, you seen David Moyes bulging eyes, yeah? It's like he just popped a blackhead and his ball sack. Oh, I've, I've, I've messed that one up. He says, think, Steve, I've messed that up. He says, so try again. I'll try again. <laughs> I'm just fucked up. You see David Miles' bulging eyes? It's like he just popped a blackhead on his ball sack and his face got stuck. Ha, ha, ha. Ah, ah, says Sean. What a lot of fun myself and Steve McLaren have had. How do you think you'll get on at Derby? Oh, just the same as before, muddle along, keep smiling till I get the boot and a nice big wad. I call it drift and severance. So anyway, he drops Sean off at the bus station and explains he's off to meet the fat lass. She texted him, right, Andy, saying, meet me at the Maison Valley's Dojardoui, right? Yeah. Uh, which is a really posh restaurant. It actually, it actually um, translates to uh, the house of yesterday's briefcase. <laughs> Well, it's, I know it was made you laugh because you think, oh, Ponzi Pete, but that's a classy sounding place. I'm laughing at quite a lot of this, but it's all real, isn't it? And it's not that funny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh the house of yesterday's briefcase. That's a right fancy drum. Here, you'll need a tie. And Sean gives him his black and white check tie to wear. You see, Andy, which is nice of him, yeah. isn't it? Because he had the look. Um, so Steve's right, arrives outside the maze on Valise d'Aujourd'hui. What does that in, in translate as, Andy? Oh, God. Uh, the house of the briefcase? House of yesterday's briefcase. Your forgotten briefcase? Yesterday's briefcase. Yesterday's briefcase. Nope. Sorry, Bob. He can see that one of the windows in the restaurant's all steamed up, so he knows the fat lass must be sat in there near the window. Um, then, like, the image of Sam Allardyce pumping a waiter on it on the kitchen table with her legs banging against the baking trays and her biscuit tins just like makes him shudder you know but he pulls himself together and he goes inside and the maitre d greets him says uh hello sir the house of yesterday's briefcase can i just say the mouse on your head's an absolutely adorable thing no that's not the mouse on me it's my hair island my hair island (laughs) So he sits down. I like quite like that waiter character, Andy. He, he reminds me of the one of first date. It, oh yeah, the, the French, French fella. fella. Yeah, you like him, man, don't you? Oh yeah. So, Carry on. Sits but. down at the table with the big lass. She's got. She's obviously ready to go on a trip. She's got suitcases, ski bag. She's off to Austria skiing, something like that. You know what I mean? Hello, love. You off skiing then? Ah, oh, fuck off, you watery twat. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm in a rush, so I've ordered the four-bird roast with a side plate of pork chops for me and a bowl of custard for you off the kids' menu. Is that okay? 
Yes, of course, love. Of course, yes, love. Listen, of course, love. Listen, love, how's Casper? I miss him so much. You'll find out when you pay me me £200,000. <laughs> yes, I know, love. I, I know, love. The money should be in my account by the end of the meal. Just tell me how he is and where he is. Do you not realise he needs to be warm? I'm telling you nothing till I get my money. Keep checking your phone and eat your custards. <laughs> So Steve starts to eat his custard, right, Andy? And then he sees the queerest of things. Say that like Ooh. you were Stephen Fry or something. Say the queerest of things. Ooh, he sees the queerest of things. Right, so fade into the sentence. So Steve starts to eat his custard and then he sees... The queerest of things! <laughs> the ski bag, right, behind the fat lass, seems to be pulsing and moving slightly. Oh. And, like, there's something inside that it pushes its head through the flap at the top. Something you can see it emerging. C- could it be Andy? Could it be Casper? Is it? Yes, it is Casper. And he manages to poke himself about a foot out of the bag and his throat begins to swell up. Right? Well, you know what that means, don't you, Andy? It's got a spew. It's spew. Um, well, Steve just wants to rush up and hug him, but he knows that that is too dangerous, right? With the fat lass there, she'd kick his fucking face in. So he throws, <laughs> he throws Casper a look to tell him, don't, don't you dare. Don't do it, Casper. It's just a look, Andy, but that's why it says, yeah. no. Yeah. Don't do it, Casper. And the swelling starts to go down. But he can hardly contain his excitement. But how to get Casper, Andy, without getting kicked in by the fat lass? <laughs> what he needs to do, I think you'd agree, is he needs to... One, he could create a distraction. Or two, yeah. he could disable her, couldn't he? Would you agree with that summation? Well, either one of them either would look, yeah. Wouldn't it? Then he remembers, Andy, he's not stupid. He isn't... One thing about Stevie Mac... The Mac, Cheese and Mac, Cheesy Mac, Stevie Mac. One thing about him is he's not stupid. He remembers, do you remember the time that Casper danced on the black and white tiles on the kitchen floor? And the yeah. yellow the yellow shape of Casper was dancing along and it made and fat lass have... Trigger the fit, didn't it? Yeah. What's he got round his neck, Andy? The tie. He's got the black and white tie. So Shit. thinking quickly, he let some of the custard, the yellow custard, drip onto his tie. Then a little bit more until the fat lass notices, oh, fuck sick. <laughs> and he says, well, can you clean it off for me, love? So she, like, yanks him over by his tie over the table. And she starts rubbing at the yellow stain, right? Rubbing and rubbing. And as she does so, her eyes start to bog up. And she begins to sweat, sweat. You know, God, fuck, it sm- smells like when you've just opened a tin of corned beef. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Nice. So Steve winks at Casper. Casper winks, winks back at him. The fit has now kicked in, right? She starts shaking, dribbling at her mouth, and her legs start banging on the table legs, right? Steve jumps up, grabs the ski bag, runs out to his clown car. He's bursting with happiness, right? He's got a new job at Derby. Casper's back in his arms, and he can still hear the faint banging of the fat lass's legs. <laughs> Fitting, you know, against the table and the maze, yeah. and the maze on the house of yesterday's briefcase. <laughs> and I, I, I hope that, that that name somehow is like, I don't know, not serendipity is the wrong word, but I hope that's a new start for Casper and Stephen. That's like yesterday's briefcase, you know, yesterday's business. Do you know what I mean? Right. I see. Yeah, that's 
quite tenuous, but yeah. But you know what I mean? So yeah, that, yeah. That brief, is that the end of it and that's for now? For now, and I'll have to go, I'll have to jump forward next time to to Derby, but that just fills you in with how we managed to get Casper back. But it's brilliant, yeah, was in it? It's fantastic. He's reunited with his snake, and she's a thrashing mess on the floor of a French restaurant. Yeah, well, it serves her right, Andy. She's really, Steve, she's really nasty to Steve, I think. She's a fucker. Thank you very much. I you didn't know, want to say that. Let's, let's not beat around the bush here. She's an absolute fucker. It's been so long since I spoke about Steve and Casper, but we last left them, I don't know if you remember, um, they were driving away from the restaurant... Yeah. yeah, they'd run um, off, haven't they? Haven't they'd they? run off the restaurant called The House of Yesterday's Briefcase, yeah? Yeah. He's rescued Casper from the clutches of the fat lass. She's lying on the restaurant floor having a fit with her legs banging on the table, right? Yeah. So Steve re- realises it's not safe to drive back to the house because the big lass is going to be on the warpath, yeah? Yeah. So he checks into a five-star, imagine that, posh country hotel Can't imagine that, no. that they pass on the back roads. I don't go higher than three-star. I mean... Why shouldn't he stay five star, Andy? He's got Casper back, new contract with Derby. 200 grand more than he thought exactly. he was going to have. So the hotel is called Lescalia de Kenneth, which means the stairs, I think the stairs, Kenneth stairs, the stairs belonging to the Kenneth. The stairs of Kenneth, right. It's um, obviously a French one. Uh, check in, the receptionist is French. She says, Oh la la, monsieur, j'adore votre petite tête oiseau. Right? That means I adore your little head bird. And, oh, Steve's a head bird, don't be daft. Vous êtes un Rodney Plonker, honestly. That's me hair island. My hair island. C'est mon île de chevaux. There once was a manager who had a wonderful idea to invent a type of hairstyle that others would revere. He fed the front of his hairline with lipids and proteins till a horn of hair developed in the shape of New Orleans. It was his hair island. His hair island. He separated this outcrop from the rest of his mane, took one look in the mirror and promptly went insane. It's his hair island. It's my hair island. Honestly, you plunker. So they go upstairs. It's a lovely deluxe room. I tell you what, in this, in this story I'm telling you now, you know yes. I always plant something that is used later on. I hadn't noticed that. See if you can spot I don't it. really usually listen. Fair enough. I well, kind of zone out when you're doing your stories. <laughs> Think about me direct It's a lovely deluxe room, fourth floor with a little balcony. Right. 14 assorted cushions on the bed. The yeah. cushions, is that the thing you've planted? The cushions? No. Sorry. Walk in shower, jet spa bath, night chocolates. You know the vibe, have you? Have you seen that sort of place? No. Yeah, right, well, I hope I've given you a flavour of it. Steve gets his kit off, puts Casper over his shoulder, and they both have a lovely shower, right? They pour mango and stilton shampoo all over each other. Steve always had it as it with him, right? It's in, do you know those, I don't know what they're made of, a spherical bottle that's really, you could always use as, like, lob- China porcelain? You could lob them at someone. Yeah, but it's like a football. In a ridge. Yeah. yeah, it's like a football, and he always has his stilton and mango shampoo. 
Casper winds himself round the shower hose and swings from one side of the shower to the other. Steve draws an outline of the fat lass in the condensation, pisses all over it. I'm having a lovely time, and why not, you know what I mean? Then Steve puts on one of the luxury toweling gowns and like wraps the belt round and round Casper so that he feels special too, do you know yeah. what I mean? They decide to get room service. Steve orders beans on toast for three, because he didn't eat at the restaurant. Right. Remember, he just had, she owned the fat lass only let him have custard, was it, or something? Bit of custard off the kids' menu, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So Steve orders beans on toast for three, and Casper gets himself hot dog. Um, Steve starts talking to Casper. So, I've gone back to Derby, Casper. It's an easy street gig, you know, destroy and exit. And the chairman has great links to the carpet industry. Maybe when I'm sacked, he can set me up with a job in carpeting as part of my payoff. Hey, and he's given me 200 grand to pay for an assistant. Suddenly, Andy, there's a loud, heavy banging on the door of his room. Yeah? Should I do that? Try it if you could. It was louder than that, sorry. Oh, shit, the panelling's come off. That's it there. Right. Oh, shit, Casper, it's fat, lass. What are we going to do? Then from outside... I open up, you watery twat! <laughs> I know you're in there! Oh, fucking hell, Casper, she's going to kill us. Boom, boom, boom. Steve answers the door. Casper goes and hides in the shower. She rushes past him and immediately sees the beans... On toast. Yeah. Oh, just what the doctor fucking ordered. And she starts downing the beans on toast like one slice by slice. Oh, these beans are a total fucking tonic. I felt well ragged after that restaurant. Bloke said I had a fit or something. <coughs> Sorry I had to leave so suddenly, love. I got an urgent call from... But she interrupts. Oh, fuck off and shut up. Just fuck off. Shut up. Now, where is that snake? Or better still, where's my £200,000? Oh, Casper must have escaped at the restaurant. I've not seen him. I can get the money by tomorrow, I promise. I don't believe you. He's in here, isn't he? You don't eat hot dogs. They're far too heavy for you to pick up. Oh, hold on, I've got a right sweat on eating those fucking beans. She goes up the balcony door, you know, to get some air. She's got a big sweat on. Yeah. Suddenly, out of the corner of his eye, Steve sees Casper coming out of the shower room. He's got the football shampoo, and he's using it, his head to play keepy-uppy with it, yeah? Yeah. Then he heads it really high up into the room, <laughs> and as it falls, he lashes his tail at it, right? Smacks it straight towards the balcony, hits the fat last plum on the back of her head, and sends her flying over the balcony down to the ground floor below. Get in, Casper, you little beauty. And Casper smiles like a Steve's picking him up. That's quite a technique you got there, lad. Hey, how would you feel about coaching job at Derby? Casper mm. licks Steve's face as if to say, I fancy it very busted much, thank you. <laughs> as if to say. So, there you go. Fat lass is OK, by the way. She fell into a topery langustine or something. Just a broken leg. So, Andy. Yeah. I wonder if Casper will get that job. I don't know. Well, I think it'll be a bit of a stitch up if he does. There'll be questions asked. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a. It's, I mean, it's like it's like McLaren giving his son a scouting job or something, isn't it? Well, that's not going to happen, is it? No. It's not do, like, do, do you think that story was a bit like Home Alone, lost in New York? Ah. Um. What? Like not quite as good as the story uh, from right. before. 
Steve McLaren update. Interested? Yes, please. It's a really quick one. I promise. You remember we left? We last left him in the hotel with the fat lass. Yep. Yeah. Badly injured in the box edge. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do. Not well, honest, I do. A month on, Steve and Casper the Snake have moved into a new apartment in Derby. In right. Derby. <laughs> yeah. Secret location. I know where it is. Um, can't say. I can't say where it is behind John Lewis's. Pass it on. Um, <laughs> and so Big Lass, he, so he's in a secret place so the Big Lass doesn't come knocking. You know, Stephen! <gasps> Don't want any of that. So, of course, a new home and a new club means new carpets. So, and Steve McLaren loves carpets and carpeting. So the first weeks of January, him and Casper were going from carpet shop to carpet shop, getting samples, asking carpet questions. You know, just fucking living the carpet life yeah. dream, you know? Like um, BG and the Bear. Well, Remember that? Got, yeah, and you've got the wad. You have any carpet you want. You know, you're not... Soulmates and carpets. Yeah, so um, they went into carpet right. I call it carpet tick, yeah, because it says Fine. carpet tick, and the manager recognises him. He says, "Hello, Mister McLaren, a fellow carpet disciple. I do believe, if I'm not mistaken." He says, "No mistake, my dear fine lad. I'm a touch tight with everything beholden to the carpet." Oh, Mister McLaren, I think a small sample of curtain ties drifted onto the front of your head there. <laughs> Don't be daft. That's me hair island, you Rodney Plonker. There once was a manager had an interesting idea To make a kitchen carpet using doormats from Ikea He bought them individually not to give the game away But before the job was finished he sadly went insane And grew a hair island A hair island Oh, I like it very much, says the carpet man I'm John Puffin, by the way. How can I help you? (laughs) Well, listen, John, I've moved into a new apartment and it's a blank canvas. I want something with a thick, dense pile, soft and forgiving underfoot, suitable for areas of large traffic, probably in beige or oatmeal. You don't think your hall could... Ah, fucking shoulder! Ah, you don't don't think your hall could take a pattern, maybe something a bit 70s retro on a polywool mix? Polywool mix? What, do you think I am, a fucking anarchist? (laughs) You'll be telling me to get laminate next, you buffoon. (laughs) Just as he said that, I noticed that Casper, with his upper part of his body erect, was looking at the hardwood and laminate uh, samples. All right. Casper, get away from there. I don't want you getting involved with hard flooring, right? Well, Casper turned his head, but then just turned straight back to the laminates and started to lap his tongue against a little sample of like a piney one. Old pine, darker pine than the modern pine. Yeah. Casper, I won't tell you again. Come away. But Casper just held his ground, transfixed by the laminates and that. All right. All right, stay there, you plonker. See if I care. I've got carpet to order. You're not ruining my big day. So Steve looked at some beige samples, chose a nice hardware in um, smooth wool pile. Ten-year guarantee, Andy. Mm. You'd want that, wouldn't you, for hall? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so he sat at Mr Puffin's desk. You know, you have to do that bit where you sign yeah. fucking all this stuff. He's about to sign off on the deal. So um, how's it going at Derby, says Mr Puffin. Oh, it's quick in and out job, says... What, what did I call it before? Destroy and exit. Destroy and exit job, you know. I'm just blood-sucking, really. But 
I will leave the stadium fully carpeted. Do you know, Mr Puffin, it will have more carpet than the San Siro. That's always been a dream of mine. Suddenly Casper's head appears over the side of the desk and his neck is swollen to about the size of a rugby ball. Yeah? And he's looking at the agreement, which isn't signed yet, for the carpet. Uh Yeah? Bang! He sends a swift pipe of spew into Mr Puffin's face and then all over the keyboard and the paperwork. Right. Fresh spew all over. It's all ruined. Get out of carpet, Tick, shouts Mr Puffin, and take that fucking disgusting snake with you. So they leave, and on the way home, Steve makes Casper sit in the back of the Octavia. Steve is furious. But, Andy, is that a little grin I see on Casper's face? Yes. Could well be. Right. He's scuppered the plans for car. I think what we're looking at here is um start of a plan by Casper to get this new these new premises hardwood laminate flooring. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm sensing. Is that what you reckon? Did you think that was a bit like Dog Day Afternoon with Al Pacino, but with Mr Puffin playing the Al Pacino character? No. no I didn't. thought Dog Day Afternoon was quite um tightly plotted and, and, and good film really. You didn't think much to that then? No, I thought it meanders. I suppose it did. I'm sorry. Well, there you go. That's what's been happening. Shall we do one of my long stories, Andy? Go on, get one of your long stories out of the way and I'll just go to the toilet. OK. Um, Steve McLaren. Go on, then. Well, if you've been to the live show, anyone out there, you'll know that Steve got full custody of Casper. So yes. that's nice, isn't it, Andy? Nice spoiler there for anyone that's going to come to the live shows, which we might be doing some more of very soon. Oh, that would be good. They're good fun, will to it? announce some over the next few days well check, get, out, check out athleticalmints.com yeah check it out check it's really out cool on the twitter so we'll tweet that if that should happen yeah and um if you've been following the news since i last spoke about steve you'll know that he's out of a job yes. having d- completed and what are they called destroy an exit destroy an exit at mission derby. at derby county so things being pretty slow for steve spends most of his days at home with casper reading the carpet magazines, testing carpet samples, surfing the net for carpet-related stuff, stories, videos and that, yeah? Right. Has to cook his own beans on toast now. And he he was happy last week because the new potato season started. Yes. And he got a bag of them, and he had them with some slices of lunch and meat. Right. It's a nice little meal for Steve. Tidied up his wardrobe. Has the potatoes boiled? He boils them up, yeah. Yeah. He boils them up. A bit of salt in the water or just... He's, no, he always he's always he phoned me up about this, and he said he uses a salted butter, and he thinks that's sufficient. Yeah, you know, to for the saltiness. Yeah, you don't have too much salt. Do you? He doesn't like the pepper because it's foreign, but it's a foreign sauced. You know yeah, what right. I mean? Um, he's tidied up his wardrobe. He's separate now. What he's done is he's separated his shirts into categories, right? So he's got BHS short sleeve comfort fit blue, right? Yeah. M&S short sleeve comfort fit blue, mm-hmm. short sleeve comfort fit yellow, long sleeve comfort fit blue, long sleeve comfort fit yellow. Got a lot of options. Yeah, so he's got his options there. He's arranged his ties right from light brown right through to dark brown. Yep. Yeah. All the ties. <laughs> All the available ties. Yeah, his brown ties. He's separated his shoes into slip on beige, slip on grey. And slip on caramel. He wears a Ooh. caramel. Yeah, when Is that he's for holidays, holidays, functions, that sort of thing. Um, he's been busy himself. He's filled in like the 
with filler, polyfiller, and that, the holes in the bedroom wall where the fat lass used to kick out. Yeah. He's filled them in. He's bagged up all the fat lass's soft toys and fun pillows, yeah? He's took them down the charity shop. He's cleaned the path at the side of the house and took the weeds out of all the little cracks. I thought you were going to say he cleaned the fun pillows there. I hope he did clean the fun pillows before he took them down the Oh, Steve shop. would have, yeah, definitely. He's repainted, um, he's repainted the bathroom where the uh, big lass had made a mess. Yeah. You know? He's took the leaves and muck out of his gutters. Uh, turned the mattress. Sounds like a new start, this, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, put the neck curtains through a wash. New chapter. Yep, took his Skoda for an MOT. He started putting them... Is it Calpo? Washing machines last longer with... Calgon. Calgon. He started putting Calgon tablets in his dishwasher and washing machine after having been very impressed with their advert. This sounds like someone who's come out of a very dark period in their life. Well, and, and they're, you know, they're on the up. It's just a catch-up, you know. He took Casper to he, he took Casper to park the other week in his rugsack and he had an egg sandwich. Yeah. Um, anyway, so one day... He sat on the sofa with Casper reading him a story about a magic carpet, right? And he thinks to himself, E, where would I be without you, Casper? Suddenly there's a knock at the door. Fucker. Ow! Metal door. Steve is straight up. Oh, Casper, a visitor, I wonder who that could be. Well, it turns out, and it's the man from British Gas, and he's there to give the boiler its annual service. Is this related to my British Gas song I did last week? Have they been in touch? No, that's just serendipity. You oh, know, that's okay. just something. But there is something, like, British gassy mm-hmm. in the air, isn't there? At the minute. At the minute. Well, it turns out he's there at the annual service. Oh, of course, says Steve. I was looking forward to that. Smashing, do come in. Can I get you tea, coffee, maybe some beans on toast? Or maybe some new potatoes. It's the new season, you know. Um, oh, it's so lovely to see you. Oh, God, all right, yeah, all right, just show me the boiler, sir. Steve, all right, so Worcester, Combi 251 with digital display and internal condensation siphon. Yes, I know, sir, I'm it's a, a gas engineer. Boiler, I'm a, nice boiler. Yeah. I'm a gas engineer. Um, look, excuse me, sir, I, I think you might have a large mop on your forehead. <laughs> um, don't be daft. It's me hair island, you Rodney Plonker. Let me tell you all about it. There once was a manager had a wonderful idea To take over a big club and bring it to its knees He carpeted the boardroom and the club canteen He carpeted the car park but failed to build a team He's a head island It's my head island It's me head island, you plonker <laughs> So... You know, he sings that to women, man, just all right. If you could just leave me to get on, I think that would be best, sir. All right? All right. So, are you interested in the story, Andy? What do you think? It's all right. I'm wondering where it's going. Not much happening at the moment. Not a lot. So, Steve goes back in the lounge, but Casper's not there, so he just turns on the telly. What's happened is Casper's crept upstairs, and he's looking out a window, right? To his surprise, he sees the fat lass parked oh, outside shit. in a corsa, and she's on a phone. In a corset? Corsair, it's a, a nippy, Vauxhall, Vauxhall Corsair, right. nippy little hatchback. Yeah, um, texting on a phone. I know what Corsair is, but I'm not a moron. <laughs> so well, I don't like the look of this. He rushes downstairs to tell Steve, thinking Steve's in the kitchen. He rushes straight in. He sees the gas man texting on his phone. Casper <sighs> looks at his ID thing on his lanyard and sees that it ain't British gas at all. It's just like a sort of sheriffy-looking badge. 
that's been downloaded and laminated. So that's suspicious, isn't it? Just a bit. Yeah. And Casper ain't daft, so just as the gas man turns round, Casper leaps at him and wraps himself around his neck. And the man screams, you know, being suffocated, and drops to the floor. Steve rushes through the kitchen. What are you doing, Casper? Leave the man alone. But Casper just tightens his grip. And with his tail, he flicks the gasman's phone towards Steve. Right? Yep. Steve picks it up and reads what he was texting. And he is the text. Andy, so it's a nice bonus for you that I've got, actually got the text here, isn't it? Yeah, tell us the text. My darling fat lass, good news, it's a Worcester 251, which is easy to fix so the gas will leak and the sensor will not override. Whoa. He's in all day, so he should be done, done in for in a few hours. I haven't seen the snake. Whoa. Oh, Serious. Dickens. What a plonker I've been, not checking his ID thoroughly. Get out of here before I call the Rosas, and Casper will not let go of you till you're out. So off he goes, Casper round his neck. Casper comes off and they'll shut the door behind him. What a day, Casper. Hey, Casper, come on. Let's treat ourselves to a bus ride to the new convention centre. See how the building works coming on. <laughs> Well, Casper forces a smile and uh, off they go, get ready to for the bus ride. Did you think, Andy, did you think that felt, that was a little bit like the movie Kerbal Guy? Um, yeah, kind of. Kind of, isn't it? But, yeah, I would say you've possibly stolen some elements of Kerbal Guy. Yeah. You might have to edit this one out. Well, it's part of the, your consciousness, Kerbal Guy, isn't it? <clears throat> so I didn't mean to do it deliberately. I don't know if that's a defence. I also thought as well... It was um, indicative of that lack of attention to detail Why, what, that's made Steve McLaren repeatedly fail what, what to, within, what, within what did the football management. Well, when he didn't check the lanyard. Exactly, he didn't even check the lanyard. You know what I mean? You know, these days, we had southern water around where I lived the other day. Right. But it wasn't southern water. Neighbourhood watch people found out. They phoned up southern water and said, have you got any of your operatives around here at the moment? Nah. <clears throat> so what was it, baddies? Baddies. Proper baddies. Shit. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 